Here's the thing, we started off friends. It was good, but it was all pretend. Okay, stop, stop, stop. Please I thought stop. you needed me to. No, I, I mean, I do, but um, I'm going to play the theme song right now so you can stop. <laughs> oh, you mean I just can't sing? Yeah, you can't sing because I have the what's theme I, song played. What I really want to sing. I don't though. care if you want to sing because the theme song is Say Yeah by Tofu. <laughs> uh, the, the name of the song went. It's going to come back up. Say Say Yeah by Tofu Grace. No, it's not to- <laughs> <laughs> Say Yeah by Tofu. <laughs> Tofa Moore and Alex Elena. It's Tofa Grace. It's not Tofa Grace. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to. We're not. I, I want to change up the um, the intro mm-hmm. because I say hello, everybody. Welcome to Movie Money. Um, I want to change it up for this one to make it different. So I don't know what. If I, I don't want to say what's up because everybody on YouTube says what's up, guys. I can introduce. All right, good. Go ahead, do it. <laughs> hey guys, it's late to the party. With I said party like a white person. <laughs> <laughs> no, you said party like yourself. Ah. <laughs> okay, can we, can we have a redo? No. What? A, no. A... I hate you. Yeah. Hey guys, it's late to the party, and I'm one of your hosts, Brittany. And with me, as usual, is Damian Levy. Mm-hmm. It's really weird to be on the other side of that, but please continue. <laughs> no, you, you can do the whole. No, keep going. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in. And this is a podcast where we talk about any entertainment phenomenon. I don't know how you do this. Keep going. <laughs> You're doing very well. Entertainment um, phenomenon that you think everyone has heard of growing up. But maybe you just that one person who hasn't heard about this thing and you just feel like you're late to the party. That's very good. Oh I'm, God, I'm that impressed. Was, that was horrible. I don't know what you're about. It's but awkward anyways, though. so this is where we talk about that. Yeah, this is where we talk about that. And this mm. is where I fade out the music. Um, because it's going to distract you. Yeah, I don't know how you do this all the time. That was really anxiety-inducing. Like, I mean, how it, do you not write a script? Um, I, I do. It's just it's just been in my head since ever, um, so it's always <laughs> there. But for you, it's the first time you're doing it, so you don't really have a script. You just made it up on the yeah. spot. I don't have a script for this one yet because we haven't done enough episodes, and we haven't been here in a while. Um, we haven't been recording in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, weird. It is weird. Uh, what's weird is it's that I'm not. Mostly my fault, guys. See, that's what I was about to say. It's weird that I'm not being blamed because every time we miss a week on movie money, Shauna says it's my fault. When I have irrefutable proof that it's her fault some weeks, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Um, all that matters is that she blames me. But yeah, it's nobody's fault. Um, yeah. I'm on your side, Shauna. <laughs> a lot of stuff has, has uh, been happening and it's been hard to record, but um, we're here, we're back, and we're going to talk about late to the party. No, 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 I'm talking about late to the party. We're going to talk about a topic on late to the party. Mm-hmm. Um... You want to tell the viewers, not the viewers, the listeners, you want to tell them how you've been recently? Because they haven't heard from you in a while. They hear from me every week. If they listen to Movie Money, which they probably don't. They don't want to hear how I've been. It's it's (laughs) all right. Let's let's keep this positive. I mean, I've been been all right, you Uh, know, just... You had a good day today, though. I've not been here as much. I've been at home mostly. That's why... When you say hair, do you mean like in the spiritual sense, you're just not hair? (laughs) Or do you mean hair in this studio (laughs) space? In the studio. Okay. Um, well, that's good. I mean, but you you did have a, a very productive day today, like more than your usual. Yeah, guys, days. it was weird. I actually studied with a study partner for most of the day. Like it was pretty much an eight to four. I couldn't believe it. I was so proud of myself. And then you said eight to four, right? Yeah. Okay, because I I heard eighty four. 
And I was wondering what the hell that meant. Of It was pretty much <laughs> an 84. And I was like, what does it being an 84 mean? Like, nobody is that lingo else, I don't nobody know Nobody else heard 84. Maybe not. If you heard 84, comment. Because I need to know. Anyways. That's very cute of you to think that I'm going to get comments on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you encourage them, maybe. Okay. That's how BuzzFeed rules. Um, what do you call it? Reels, it, reels you in. It's yeah. Really yeah. I'll just, I'll just do what BuzzFeed God. does. That's what I've been missing. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. BuzzFeed is really popular. Yeah. I mean, I should just do be, be BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be BuzzFeed, though. Being BuzzFeed means you're annoying people with um, lists that nobody cares about. I love BuzzFeed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So what we're going to talk about this week is uh, everybody knows and loves Spider-Man. He's probably the most popular superhero in the world. Um, maybe Batman and Superman are up there as well but i think spider-man has reached that global status and uh you know i always thought of spider-man as beneath batman and superman but okay why did you why did you think that i don't know is it's it because he's a kid yeah he's a he's because he's not a man right yeah, but he like says Robin spider-man Hood. yeah yeah okay um but spider-man has has proven himself he has been in movies he's been in video games he has been in tv shows comic books and he is literally one of the biggest properties on the planet. Um, and, but there was a time... Hold on, you know what's really weird? What is? Is so, it weird that you've, you've cut off my intro like twice already? But I apologize. It's okay. I just keep thinking of really interesting things and I'm afraid to lose it. <laughs> um, what's really weird is that Peter Parker went through the trauma of losing Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Right. Batman went through the trauma of losing his parents. Yep. And on one hand, we have Peter Parker, who is this really fun, jokey kind of character who is always like talking a lot or, you know, using a really chirpy voice. Right. And on the other hand, we have Batman. Batman. Who and talks Batman. like this. And, and has never it. happy. Right. And fuck the world. <laughs> I'm going to wear a cape. And I'm just going to fly around. And well, ba- Batman doesn't guys. say fuck and the world. Just, he just and says. And it's just going to be. So that I can, you know, exert all my anger and angst. Yeah. Because I never got over it. Yeah. Well, okay. So he lost two people who were shot right in front of him. and Okay. Peter Parker held Uncle Ben's hand as he died. That is that is true. But I mean, I think Batman, in some different times, he held his dad's hand and he died. But but also, Peter Parker lost his, his, his uncle when he was way older. Like, he lost him when he was okay, a teenager in high school. What happened to Peter Parker's parents? Uh, uh-huh. it's, well, it's complicated because there's some stories where there were spies and there's some stories where they died. So there's not really like a, they're not have a huge influence on his life. It's usually well, just in Uncle Ben. Okay. But either way, even if he doesn't know his parents, we've seen enough movies to yeah. know that like people are affected by when they haven't grown up with their parents and go through the whole thing of didn't they want me and all of that. So you could argue that he went through a much similar trauma to Batman and then the person that he gained as a father figure in his life but wasn't his actual father, it was his uncle. He had to uh, hold his hand while he died. You don't think that all of that is comparable trauma to what Batman went through and Batman is just being a... (laughs) So you're saying Spider-Man has double trauma... Where, like, he had the trauma of losing his parents, and then he accepted this new person as his father figure, but then he lost him as well. So that's two father figures that he loses. I'm just, yeah, I'm and just saying that that's a significant level of trauma. Right. So it's not like Batman went through something worse. So in order for it to be comparable, Batman would have to lose his parents and then lose Alfred a couple of years later. 
no because no, because alfred is basically batman's father figure after his real father dies all right so yeah, yeah peter parker went through more right and okay. all i'm saying is that peter parker has this chirpy optimistic fun loving guy attitude yeah and batman is just you know angsty no, but it's also thing. batman is rich and peter parker is poor so peter parker should be even more upset exactly yeah, 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 yeah. um but this is not the, the episode where you you <laughs> say why spider-man is better than batman um yeah, Spider-Man, one yeah, of the biggest characters in the <laughs> Spider-Man, one of the biggest characters. I think Spider-Man is the best superhero there is. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just don't hate Batman as much as you do. Uh, but before he was the one of the biggest blockbuster superheroes, and before there were superhero movies in general, there were a few superhero movies in the early 2000s. There was the X-Men, uh, and then there was Spider-Man, which kind of showed that you could do it in this big, um, you know, it was a time when CGI wasn't at the point that it is today, and superhero movies could be more relatable, they could be more sophisticated, it wasn't just Batman and Superman that you could make superhero movies out of, it was the ones that people really, really loved that they thought this could never actually happen. Because back in the day, you can imagine, how would they shoot, how would they film Spider-Man swinging through the air like in the 1980s and the 1970s when they didn't have the effects to be able to do that. Um, so when I saw uh, the original Spider-Man in 2002, mm-hmm. you didn't. No. When did you first see the original um, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? Definitely after we met. See, I don't remember when it was. I don't remember when exactly it was that you watched the movie. Um, okay, well, um, to put things into perspective, mm-hmm. the first Spider-Man movie I ever watched was the one with Andrew Garfield. Okay, so your 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 entry into seeing Spider-Man in the movies was Andrew Garfield in The Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. The if it was ever on TV or anything before, I mm-hmm. definitely never watched it. So you just did, you never saw anything about Spider-Man in, in movies? Never I mean, all. I knew about Spider-Man. Just like, no, obviously, but like yeah. as, as a, but as a I movie. Didn't, I didn't ever watch it myself. I mean, the most that I could have ever watched about Spider-Man is maybe one of the um, the really old-timey cartoon things because my dad really likes those really, really old superhero cartoons. So right. if he was ever in one of those, I might have caught that. Right. But not as much as I would have caught like Justice League and those things. Well, I mean, he's been in like the tens of cartoons like of every decade has there as multiple different spider-man cartoons so that's the thing i, I don't even remember it that much right. so i really didn't watch much or any spider-man stuff. okay but like were so all right you're aware of spider-man as a character and as this entertainment like um property did you have friends who liked the spider-man movies or who talked about them at all because they to me. they were well. No, All no. my friends are watching Lizzie McGuire and yeah, I know. guess because you, I mean, back in that time, it wasn't something that girls would talk about. Like girls talked about girl shows and boys talked about boy stuff. And, really? Well, I mean, I'm not saying that that's what they ought to have talked about. I'm just saying at the time you wouldn't have walked in and a bunch of girls talking about this recent Spider-Man movie. You know, it was something the guys would talk about. Um, so I guess it wouldn't be in your space as a child. Um, but so, okay. When did, so you first watched it later on in life when you were pretty much either a young adult, would you say, or like a, like approaching adulthood? Um, I was like 16. Right. Okay. So approaching adulthood. 
Um, 16 is approaching adults. It, it literally is because being <laughs> an adult is being 18. Um, okay. And what did you think of it having watched it? When you were, this would be after the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man came out. So this is after 2012. What did you think of it watching it at that point? Keep in mind, at this point, you had seen a bunch of superhero movies. You'd seen the Avengers movies. You'd seen Iron Man, um, Captain America, Thor. All of those in the early MCU phase. Uh, You're going to be so disappointed in my answer. Okay, well, what, what did you think of it when you first saw it? When I first saw it? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you going to be so mad at my answer. I won't be mad. All right. I wasn't fully focused on the movie because I was on a date. Okay. Oh no, no, that's that's, that's fine. That's fine. Date, it's okay. I'm talking. I'm not. I'm talking about the original one with Tobey Maguire. Though. Oh, when I first saw that that's one, I thought I made it first time I watched Spider-Man. No, be clear. That's, that's what the topic of the episode is. Okay, <laughs> but you didn't bring up Tobey Maguire though. Okay. When when you first, I I think I did. If you re- listen back to it, but all right, all right. First impressions. Mm-hmm. Why is everyone obsessed with this Toby Maguire kid? He looks like such a dope. And he does look my dopey. Other, my other comment was, why the hell is a love interest, Kirsten Dunst? This girl who looks like she has dead eyes and I hate her mouth and I hate her teeth and she's so stupidly skinny. And look, I'm, I'm sorry. I know this is like body shaming. I really apologize. However, in my opinion, uh-huh. she's just not pretty at uh-huh. all. Like attractive at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I, I think actually you watching the original Spider-Man was the, the genesis of this podcast because I remember you saying Kirsten Dunst looks like an old grandma and yep. I thought that's such a, a unique take that that needs to be like, uh, that was when the, the wheels are turning of, okay, we need to start talking about Britney's take on these things that people have already seen because I just couldn't believe she was a love interest. I mean, it's not like Tobey Maguire is any like right. Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. he's still one the main character and right. two doesn't look too bad. Like no, when, he when evil Peter Parker came out, like <laughs> he was kind of cute. Wait, wait. So you think emo Peter Parker <laughs> is cute? Uh, emo, you're right. That's better than that, evil. That is what he is. He, um, because they tried to make him evil, and I've heard almost evil. So I've heard the argument that Peter Parker is so nerdy. That his version of evil is just being emo, right? That's a good <laughs> argument. Yeah. Um, but it it still means I have to watch an emo kid like put his hair down and dance in the street. He was cute. He he was weird. He, he was, was kind of cute there. Yeah. Uh, he was creepy. Um. Okay. So you don't really like the actors in the movie. You do? Do you feel like they? I, I like Tobey Maguire. No. Right. Don't get me wrong. Because mm-hmm. I recently rewatched it. I was bored at home and it was on TV. Right. And I was like, I really like him. I really like how he, I feel like he just sells the entire character. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has an ugly crying face, but I mean, he that's has one of the of, ugliest crying faces in all of movie history. Yeah, but he really it's, does. It's, it adds to his relatability. I can't lie. I guess. And, and that's a positive factor. Yeah. But it's just sometimes the camera would linger on him when he's crying, and it's like we get <laughs> yeah. it. We, this is and uncomfortable. Zoom in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he he has a very ugly crying face. In fact, there's been there's been memes about him. Yeah, I know. Um, with his ugly crying face. Um, okay, what about James Franco? You haven't said anything about him. He's he was like That's his name. one of you know the. No longer been trying to remember his name, and I refuse <laughs> to look it up because I knew that I knew it. Yeah. Um. My impression, yo, when I saw him, I was like, yo, this guy is young. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't remember because you know what him else now. he's in. I, I, I literally was about to say, I can't think of what he's in now. I just know what um, he looks he's, like. He's been in a couple of Seth Rogen movies. He was in Pineapple Express. He was in, um, I don't know what else. He was in, well, 
the 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 interview which you didn't see that one either but you've seen him like he's been around I've seen him around yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. i was like okay you know it's a really young this guy he doesn't look that much younger though like i feel like yeah, he hasn't in aged this much. one I, you know and it's probably because of his character he really and they were in high school too year old, yeah yeah um thing his face looks real you know this is a skinny baby face like my brother's yeah I'm sorry brandon uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and you know how he talks and the tone of his voice like him so right. like balls will drop it <laughs> <laughs> and I just mean that to say, you know, not yet to adults. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so what do you remember who the villain was in the first movie? I asked uh, that knowing that you do know. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, it was the Green Goblin. Right. Um, with the guy with the weird Willem Dafoe. Face. I don't like his face at all. He's <laughs> made to be a villain. He is. I think. Like, it's a like they, really they talk about. Unfortunate face. Guy. Yeah, that's true. Um, they talk about certain casting where, because say what you will about Tom Maguire as Spider-Man, which you think he sells that role. And I think he does for this version of him because Spider-Man is supposed to be very like jokey and very, you know, um, um, positive. Uh, and the Tom Holland version in the Avengers movies, he's a lot more of that where he jokes a lot when he's fighting bad guys and stuff. Yeah. Um, but Tom Maguire version is a lot more, it's hard to be Spider-Man. Like, it's really, really hard because he can't pay his rent. Um, he can't tell his g- the girl of his dreams I'm about, nodding. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. He can't tell the girl of his dreams why he can't show up for her play. Like, they, they, they go through a lot to show you that being Spider-Man sucks. And, like, you do all this superheroic stuff and the, the people who you work... I mean, it's happened with Tom Holland, too. Like, he misses debate. Uh, oh. <laughs> His entire team <laughs> lost, and they were so mad. No, at no, no, no. They won. They had the trophy. <laughs> that's that. that that's what people say about the Tom Holland Spider Man. Is that like he goes through a lot, but at the end of the day, like good things still happen. You know, he still got to go on the date with the girl. He didn't lose having a girlfriend. And then when I mean, the only bad thing that happened was Liz in the um uh, in Homecoming. She had to move out, move away from the school because her dad was the vulture. Yeah, but nobody cared about her. Well, all right, I liked her. Um, yeah, but Zendaya. But that's the thing. Zendaya was right there, so the <laughs> man's had a rebound. Um, but, but yeah. Zendaya's no one's rebound. Zendaya, well, I just mean the fact that he was able to get um, with someone. Someone even better. Someone, all right, better, fine. <laughs> I don't know how much you have against vulture. Liz, but, huh? I really like the vulture. I'm gonna, we're going to get to villains in a second. Um, okay. But... Yeah, so I think for the story they were telling, Tobey Maguire was good for that. Um, but when it comes to casting comic book characters, there are certain ones that are just really perfect for the role. Like Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man is picture perfect. Um, Fisk. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was great for Wilson Fisk. Um, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I don't think he's perfect for the comic version, but he so embodies the... Because the comic version is like short and stout and, and Hugh Jackman is tall and lean. Um, as who? Anna Montana. She's no, that's, perfect for the role. She plays herself. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but but there's certain... There's um, there's a bunch of others that I can't think of right now. But they're, they're very perfect casting of, um, you know, certain characters. And you're saying this from the perspective of actually knowing the characters right, really yeah, well the, because the you grew up reading the comics. Right, right. But for me, my introduction to the characters are whoever they put on the screen. Right, so well, well that's what really I'm saying. The um, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, mm-hmm. is he's just so sinister just 
as himself like when he's just sitting like i was watching a movie with him uh, and a friend of mine was watching it with me and he was just like why can't this guy ever be good like it's just it's a thing where he just invites being evil um he does the the laugh really well like i think they use his real laugh um but his the character in the comics is a lot less manic i think they kind of played that up for you know just because of the drama of the movie and it's like you have to condense 50 years of history into a two-hour movie it's kind of difficult um but i really like willem dafoe as the villain but do you have a favorite villain from the tobey Maguire spider-mans um do you remember them all do you want me to give you like a crash course well, okay, the first one was Green Goblin. The second right. one was Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Um, those are the only two I watched recently. But I think the third one is the Green Goo. The, the Green what? Goo? No. <laughs> it was that goo-like thing. Yeah, yeah, it but it wasn't green. It was black. <laughs> oh, sorry, black. No, I meant right. to say black. I just right, was right, thinking right. about Green Goblin. Right, right. Um, the black goo, right. Yeah, the Venom symbiote. Okay. <laughs> 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 they made a Venom movie last year. It's topical. Um, I didn't watch Venom. No, I know, but Venom it was Venom there. had Spider-Man? No, but okay, that's the thing. The Venom that you see in Spider-Man 3 at the end of that movie, um, Venom comes from the black suit that Spider-Man wears. Once he takes it off, the suit has a, like, a life of its own, attaches it to a new host, and that host becomes Venom. In the new movie... So Spider-Man was Venom? Spider-Man had the black suit on, and then the black suit attached to... Eddie Brock and Eddie Brock became Venom. Um, in the movie, they didn't have Spider-Man, so Eddie Brock just got attached to the suit, and Venom was its own thing. So they kind of that's why I didn't watch it. Right. Well, I mean, that's why a lot of people. Well, actually, it made quite a lot of money at the box office, <laughs> but um, a lot of people watch movie money, guys. <laughs> good cross promotion. Uh, a lot of people thought that that was a problem with the 2018 Venom because how do you have that character who's so tied to Spider-Man? Um, not have Spider-Man in that movie. And it's true of a lot of Spider-Man villains, actually, because a running thing with the the Spider-Man villains, in especially in the Tobey Maguire movies, is each of them seems to be connected to him in some way. Like, Norman mm-hmm. Osborn is his best friend's dad and wants to adopt him, basically. And he's writing a paper on Doc Ock. He's writing a paper on Doc Ock. Um, Sandman, who was also in Spider-Man 3, he killed Uncle Ben, uh, as it's revealed at the start of Spider-Man 3. And Wait, what? Yeah, could you remember Sandman? Sandman was revealed to be the true killer of Uncle Ben, and that's why when Peter Parker dons the black suit, he goes all aggressive because he's acting out of all those that rage impulse. Wait, I thought the mugger killed Uncle Ben. So that's what you thought in the first Spider-Man, and then in the third one, it is introduced that um, Sandman is the true killer. How do I not remember this? One? Because it was really I badly the done. No, it was really badly done because it was like, why would they be hiding this information from the family? that this was a the true killer was on, on the loose you know mm-hmm. um i mean they had him in jail so they could have said okay by the way this is the actual guy who killed your uncle um but they just didn't tell him and really i think it was because in the third one they a lot of trilogies when they're ending it they want to tie back to the first one and bring back old themes yeah, so but it's just weird man. it was really bad it was really lazy a lot of stuff in spider-man 3 is really lazy um you also had new goblin who was um yeah James Frank, yeah, he he came back as the as a goblin. So every Spider-Man villain, and right, yeah, um, and Venom, um, was Eddie Brock who worked with Peter Parker at the Daily Bugle. Um, that was the other one. J. Jonah Jameson being played by J.K. Simmons 
is actually the most perfect, perfect casting. I love yeah. him. I He's mean, I don't really know him from the comics. No, but so I'm just really going off. Um, what his character is supposed to be, and I just think his entire look fits it. But that's the thing. Even if you don't know the comic character, just seeing him play that character, you can tell, like, this is this is it. Exactly. There's nothing better. Unlike Mary Jane. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so what was it I was going to say? Right. So every villain in the original trilogy is connected to Peter Parker. And um, they kind of carried that in with the Andrew Garfield ones and in the Tom Holland one. I actually thought what they were going to do with the Vulture was they were going to break away from that tradition and have it where like there's no connection at all. And then there was that twist that the Vulture was Liz's father. And the twist was done so well, I was like, all right, fine, you can do that. That's fine with me. Um, but so you didn't answer. I was answer, actually though. fully shocked. Because it was a great twist. But of twist. course they could get away with that. Yeah. Because, I mean, um, the girl was mixed. That's exactly that was so, the thing, right? Because yeah. you saw her and she's black. So you could use that, yeah. yeah. But she has a loose um, curl pattern. Right. Well, okay. So you would pick that up. Most people would not. Most people would see black and they would see the vulture being white and they would um, not put it together. Me, if this girl was had um, Lupita Nyong'o's skin uh-huh. and four C Afro, yeah, no one was going to believe that guy. That that guy um, is the father. Fair enough. That's okay, okay. Saying. I see what you're saying. That's I see what, what you're saying. saying. It's yeah. believable. So you're saying when looks, the twist is revealed, it's it's it's, it's like oh, okay, cool. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like this is a wild thing that didn't. Right, right, That's right, all right. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I get that. Okay, I was just thinking like because like it's it's not. It, I mean, if she were white, yeah, then you'd just be like, oh, okay, cool. But I mean, she's black, so right. you're like, oh my god, what? Yeah, because you did, you wouldn't have expected it because you exactly. see her being black, you see mm-hmm. Vulture being white. You're like, there's no way. And you're just, I mean, not yeah. that there's no way. I mean that. Don't, but but don't it's like it wouldn't enter yeah. your head. Yeah, right? it just wouldn't have occurred to you at right. all. But on the other hand, though, if Vulture were black, then you would have thought, okay, yeah, that that's that that would have actually occurred yeah, yeah, yeah. to somebody, maybe not, yeah, me, yeah. but to somebody. Which is why they should have diversity in movies because it makes for great twists. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but you didn't say what was your favorite villain in the whole trilogy because I have my answer. I want to hear what the yours is. Why, why? <laughs> Why is that your favorite? Because this is the answer that's going to get me mad. Probably. Why is that um, your favorite? Okay, so this one is my favorite because... You don't even know the name. You call it the Black Goo. Okay, just listen. Okay, well, it's my favorite based on the memory I have of it. So you can correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Right? But um, my understanding of what happened with the Black Goo uh-huh. is that when it basically... Um, attached itself to Peter Parker. Right. It just, it started to slowly change how he thought and change his behavior Mm -hmm. and the things that he would say, all of that. Like, it just started to slowly creep in. But it didn't change him so... (sighs) What? Nothing. It's just you're making a good argument and I hate it. (laughs) Just just wait till it's done. Uh Um, It didn't change him so drastically that people are like, whoa, this isn't Peter. He's like possessed. Until like very later on when he does worse things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a gradual lead up to to, um, the point where people are basically like, this isn't you. Who are you? I don't know who you are anymore. It's a lead up to that. And it kind of... I just like the way it's portrayed and it's portrayed as a black girl being the villain because uh-huh. I mean, in real life, this does happen to people in right. different ways. And, you know, the, the obvious example is with depression. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's like a villain. It's like an illness. It's not the person's fault that 
things are happening. Like, and not just depression, a lot of different things that can happen to mm-hmm. people. Like, okay. So I, I just kind of really like how in a kid's movie, there is this really deep and sort of tragic and beautiful interpretation of what actually happens right. to us, to real people. Um, okay. So that is probably the most excellent dissertation of um, <laughs> the, the, the Venom suit that I've heard in a, it like, ever. Um, and it works... Are you being, like, sarcastic? No, I'm not being sarcastic. <laughs> it works for the comic version, like, really, really well. Really? Um, the problem is, this is how it was portrayed in the movie. <laughs> like, Peter Parker being, um, as you said, insidious and different is yeah. him being slightly rude to someone on the phone and uh, being curt with the girl next door who has a crush on him. Yeah. And, you know, cuss- like, being, what, kind of rude to his teacher? Like, okay, it's not... That's the thing, it's a kid's movie. <laughs> That's the thing, it's too kiddish. It's too kiddish. Oh, you think it, it could have been a little bit more serious and still be I a think, movie? I think yes, because because look what they've done with, uh, like, look at Endgame. Endgame has this super serious thing of half the universe is dying. I feel like Endgame must have a higher rating than this, though, because when I mean, you literally of course it does. see a head get chopped off. No, it doesn't. It's PG-13. It's okay because it's an alien head in Endgame. Um, but, like, he puts his foot up on his boss's desk. He's... <laughs> Finger gunning people on the street. Like, this is... <laughs> everything you're describing sounds like a great movie. That is not the movie that we got. Look at... <laughs> That's what I said. That, that, that was my memory of it. That's okay. what I understood the villain to be. But, I mean, now that you're showing me this... This is not yeah, this... what you described. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I think it's still... Um, I think it's still... <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something though? Can oh I tell you something? <laughs> when I when I first watched this, I thought they, I thought I thought he was the coolest motherfucker alive. I thought he was so he fucking did. cool. Of course, because he, he was just he was just uh-huh. dancing no matter what. He came out looking cool, and yep. this was, I was mm-hmm. I was what I was eleven, right? I didn't know the movie <laughs> sucked yet. Um, <laughs> but he gave a really really good argument for why the Venom suit, not just Venom as a villain, but the suit itself is a good villain. That is not the movie that we got. I still think that it's <laughs> worth something that I, this is the movie that I watched. Nobody yeah. told me about the villain. Right. And I was still able to see that interpretation of it. So the the one part of this movie that I will give you is there's a scene where um, he essentially he's dancing with uh, what's her name? Uh, Gwen Stacy to make Mary Jane jealous. Um, and at a certain point, Who like Gwen Stacy, Gwen Stacy's she, she's the blonde one from his class that she's. All right. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, and she was in Andrew Garfield ones. Yes. Yeah, yes. Right. Um, yeah. So he's dancing with Gwen Stacy. And then at a certain point, like Mary Jane comes up to him or something. And I think um, he, he like he reacts and he hits her and she falls on the ground. And that was the point of, OK, Peter Parker does not hit women. Yeah. Um, and that happened in this. And clearly it was like, you know, it was reactive. It was instinct. But that's not something Peter Parker, who we have established in the first two films, mm-hmm. does. Would ever do. Um, so that scene, if that scene alone and some, and, you know, there's a bit where he like throws a bomb to Harry's face. If those scenes existed in this movie um, and, you know, something else where he you showed that gradual descent. Great. 
But this dancing crap, that ruins it for me. Um, but I do get where you're saying, and I actually appreciate your perspective on it, which is good. Right? That's why we have this podcast, because you coming into it, having watched them um, one after each other, kind of gives you a way to go with like, you know, blinders on where you can just not really blind, but go with the full view of like, all right, this is what the movie is and just keep it as that. But for us who we had to anticipate this movie for three years after Spider-Man 2, which was so excellent. Yeah. And then this came out and then we saw this happen. It was kind of jarring. Um, but I really appreciate your perspective on it. That was really good. Uh, my favorite villain is Doc Ock. Um, of course it is. I mean, I like. Of course, my least favorite would be a favorite. Damn it, Brittany. We were getting somewhere. Because you have a great reason for loving Green Goblin, too. No, because what's your reason for loving Green Goblin? Because it's mental illness. Yeah, because he's bipolar. That it's hereditary. Yeah, yes, I love that, too. Um, cause, and I love his performance um, with you know him talking to the. I'm not sure if that's bipolar. Because it's definitely some level of Maybe, psychosis. Yeah, yeah, okay. Maybe because multi-personality. Um, hallucinations. Right. And, and it is a completely altered personality. The goblin is, like, he has conversations with him. Yeah. Um. So, um. but I, I like Doc Ock a lot because Doc Ock was the one that felt the most human. You know, it was like, this wasn't a, a, a cackling villain or someone who wanted revenge. He was just like, his he lost his wife he went through all this trauma and he just needed to finish this this work that he was doing and i can appreciate that but yeah. you know why i don't like him right why i don't like robots fair all right fair enough um also it's it's a it's a weird thing with the spider-man movies the villains all have the same basic affliction where i mean uh um what's his name uh norman osborne clearly had the the insanity beforehand mm-hmm. But I think the gas like accentuated it and made it worse. Yep. Um, Just like in real life, psychosis can be triggered by a traumatic event. Right. Well, no, I don't Physically think it was a traumatic event. I think it Physically w- or emotionally. No, it was the traumatic event of that, but it was also the gas that gives him the super strength and everything might have triggered something in his brain, is what I'm trying to say. Because he takes mm-hmm. a yeah, he takes a gas to um turn himself into the green goblin. Um, but he he has the voice of the Green Goblin in his head talking to him. Um, Doc Ock has the voice of the arms talking to him. And Eddie Brock, as Venom, has the Venom suit talking to him. Yeah. So there's three different villains, but each of them has this insipid voice telling them to do the evil thing. Um, but I guess I like Doc Ock the most because, I mean, the the... The way that he would fight with Peter Parker was so cool, you know, like they I, I love the fight scenes in Spider Man two. Like the train scene is one of the best in superhero history. Yeah, and then um, we saw it um well a different version of it with um Tom Holland. Tom Holland and what what happened with that? I mean the same kind of holding two things together with a boat. Oh 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 that, that, same that, that. Oh, that okay, okay. I wasn't even thinking of that, but yes, yes, you're right. You're mm-hmm. right. You did see that with Tom Holland. Um, okay, so I think we should wrap this up because we're kind of running a little bit long on this one. That is true. There's a lot to say about Spider-Man. It's yeah. A, it's a really great set of movies. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we got so much out of this. Uh, what is, you have to tell me, though, who is your favorite Spider-Man? You see, if you had asked me this, um, like, last year, maybe the year before, uh-huh. I would have very quickly said Tom Holland. Right, because he was dead at the time. You had to do that because he died. What? Last year in Infinity War, he died. You have to say he's your favorite. No, I mean, from before that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely from before that. From my introduction to Tom Holland, I was convinced that he was absolutely the best. There was no question. And I couldn't understand how anybody could ever say anything else. Right. But 
I think seeing Tobey Maguire again with kind of fresh eyes recently, yeah, I have a better appreciation for him. Right. Um, and what he represents. I <laughs> I feel like at the end of the day, I will still choose Tom Holland mm-hmm. just because I think he's a really great actor and he's so cute. Yeah. God. Uh, <laughs> I think I think Tom Holland gives um a a good version of Spider-Man as people know him best, you know, where he's he's funny, um he has a lot of dramatic stuff going on and you know, it's just he kind of balances that really well. Right. Tobey Maguire was there were more dramatic movies that kind of showed you um, someone who is trying to do good but always ends up hurting the people he loves the most. Yeah. And that really spoke to me as a kid. In fact, it's probably why I'm the way I am today, which is really bad. But um, the 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 idea of giving it everything and um, even if you don't get thanked for it and even if you don't um, get everything you want, as long as you help somebody else, I think the Spider-Man movies from Tobey Maguire really, really sold that. I think they tried to do that with with Homecoming, um, but there needs to be a sense of loss for Spider-Man for um, that to really land. And I yeah. don't think they've achieved that yet with um, Tom Holland. I mean, he, he he's still a young Spider-Man. Um, I mean, he just lost his um, kind of father figure. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. So so maybe we will see how that happens with um, Far From Home um, this weekend. But... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for now, I I, act, I I really like what you said about um, Tobey Maguire, and um, I think I think that will be it for this week. Um, let me just bring up bring back that uh, late to the party theme song. Um, Brittany, thanks so much for coming. Well, um, I am the host. That's so. true. Well, thanks for being here. You didn't okay. have to. I, I literally the only person who has to be here is me because I live here. Everybody else just <laughs> um, shows up at their own whim. But thank you all for listening. Um, the music's going to cut out in a minute, but not a minute, a couple seconds. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening. You can find a podcast on SoundCloud, on Stitcher, on iTunes, uh, or Apple Podcasts, because iTunes is dead now, I think. What? Yeah, I, they Since when? Like uh, last week. Apple, Apple decided iTunes was no longer. What? They can't do that. Yeah, they can. People it's grow up on that. <laughs> well, somebody's going like to be late to the party on iTunes. Over again. Yeah, that's true. Um, they can't be late to the party on iTunes if it no longer exists that's to true. be used. That's true. Uh, okay, so yeah, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere you can find podcasts, that's where we are. Uh, you no, can find. Are going to be like, yo, you remember iTunes, dog? That's true. Only oh, two thousand kids will remember this. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, you can find. Excuse me. Find a podcast on DamienMichaelMovies.com. You can. Sorry. <laughs> you can follow me at DamienMichaelMovies on Instagram. You can follow me on Twitter at DamienMovies. That's D-A-M-I Movies. Follow Brittany. Yeah, you can follow me at Sushi Has My Heart on Twitter. But if I don't recognize you at all, I'll probably block you. But don't take it personally. That's fine. You, you don't really have to follow her. All she tweets about is how hungry she is and how I don't feed her. What? Anyway, that's not true. Thank you all for listening. Uh, we will see you next time. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>